What up, what up, what up? Welcome to the Words of Wade podcast, episode 101. I feel 101 like I for the 2019. I feel like I haven't said that in a long time. I, of course, am your host, Wade Blogs, a.k.a. Mr. Quid Pro Quo, a.k.a. The... Wait for it. Way blogs, joining me from parts unknown again. Um, well, first, before we get to you, Ari is not here. She wasn't feeling well. Y'all, if y'all listen to the show long enough, y'all know Ari has her situation. So we'll see her again soon, hopefully. But from parts unknown, Zamunda, Wakanda, all that good shit. G is here. What up, G? Crazy stamps. I'm so trying, I'm trying to get crazy stamps. I ain't gonna miss the Sunday though. Please don't. <laughs> so I ain't gonna miss the Sunday though. So I know a lot of y'all are wondering why so long. What's with the wait? Um, so far done. So far, so far, we got that too. Um, well, <laughs> if you listen to the podcast from the beginning, uh, we've always recorded at one studio, and it was time for a change. Uh, so we made some changes, and uh, we're at a new location, hopefully our new home here, and uh, we're going to just make it work here. Um, a lot of things happened in between, not going to badmouth anybody, not going to burn no bridges, none of that crazy shit. It's just time for a change. Everybody leaves their mom's house at some point, right? Got to grow up. I'm going to just say shit. shout out to Just. Definitely. Shout out to Just. Coming through in the clutch. Yeah. I'm going to say shout out to Just. Yeah, and, you know. We gonna leave it there. Yeah, shout out to everybody who who rocked with us at the last place. It's nothing but love. We just needed, you know, a new situation. That's all, a new situation. So we're, exactly. we're here, and let's do like we always do, and get into what we like to call the rundown. The rundown. The rundown. The rundown. The rundown. First thing I want to talk about, um, the homie Twenty One Savage. Um, a lot has happened since we've been going for this last month and a half. Uh, so, 21 Savage, just to give you all a brief synopsis, a brief catch-up on what happened. Uh, he was arrested um, on a traffic stop. And they found out he had an expired visa, as it was. Fuck that. I know, we're going to get to that. We can get to that. We can get to that. Um, so he was detained because his visa expired. I believe they said in 2004. <laughs> uh, so it came to, came to find out that 21 is actually was actually born in London. He moved to the states when he was like seven, I believe the story is. Yeah, like six or seven. Yeah, so that's why he always claimed Atlanta because in his head he's from Atlanta, which I understand. Like, I grew up one place, and I, I, I've i lived here longer than I lived there. So, you know, I can claim this and still claim that. So, I, people do it all the time. I don't see why it's a big issue. Yeah, truthfully, I tell people you're from where you ever do. Wherever you graduated high school from, that's where you're from. Like, where you went to high school and where you graduated high school from, that's where you're from. Fuck where you was born. That's where you're from. I don't know about that. My personal opinion, we can dive into that. See me offline if y'all want to talk about that. (laughs) 
Well, he was detained, like I said, his visa had expired. Um, it was a whole big issue um, with, he was unlawfully detained where the internet was in an uproar. Everyone saw the memes, 21 being from London, all this good stuff. It was pretty hilarious. Um, then it wasn't so funny because he was being unlawfully detained. You know, his offense was a bondable offense, but they weren't letting him go. A lot of conspiracy theories came out about he started making music with J. Cole and all more woke music. Then all of a sudden, yeah. he got he got clapped. So a lot of people were talking yeah. about that. Because 21's been, been famous for a while. Now all of a sudden, <laughs> he gets arrested. Exactly. Snatch his ass up, get his ass off the street. He's speaking to conscious. His whole purpose and what he was doing prior to was a breakdown of men. I ain't even gonna say black men. It's just a breakdown of men. But when you start to empower men, it's like, oh, oh, alright, this what you wanna do? Cool. Let me get you out here quick. Quick. Up off the street. Quick. Quickly try to get trained. So, we can still roll with the conspiracy theory. So, for the fact that he's been here that long and they knew he was here, they didn't take no action. He's even applied for permanent residency. Since, since before this situation, he applied for permanent residency before this situation. Look it up. It hasn't been granted yet. So, continuing on. Like we said, I conspiracy theory. We don't. He's talking woke. He waking people up. Now y'all just gonna jump out of a truck and just snatch the nigga up? Exactly. Just out of nowhere. Just out of nowhere. It won't know legal documents for season that saying, hey, we understand that you're here illegally. You need to file for this. You need to do this. None of that. Oh, we just gonna, we gonna pull up on you, ARs out, and just snatch you and throw you in the back of a fucking truck. Exactly. Now, <laughs> now, he, now <laughs> let's go, let, let, let's go, wait, and I know you're going to rock with me on this conspiracy theory. Of course. So he just got reprogrammed? Mmm. Mmm. That's they, what happened? They pulling the That's Gucci? That's what happened? They pulling the Gucci on him? Yeah. Yeah. They just pulled the Gucci? So... We just gonna pull up. We gonna snatch you. It's a whole, it's a whole controversial thing, and we just gonna let you go with no bond, no, no nothing, no repercussion. Well, and just let you, and just let you tell your story. Well, hold on, because apparently, you know. Everyone protested. Shout out to my girl Nikki S. Dot. Everybody was in Atlanta protesting. It was a hashtag Free Twenty One. I even tweeted it. 
Apparently, the big homie, Raps Big Homie, Jay-Z, stepped in and was like, nah, we're getting 21 up out of it. And, you know, when, when Hove speaks, you know what I mean? Hove came in and paid for the lawyers and got 21 out. I don't, want, I don't want to lose any of our fan base, but we gonna really take it to Hove as far as the, the Rockefeller bunch fuck to be having all of that and come <laughs> back around. See, y'all, y'all not gonna get me. See, you know what's gonna happen? That's why I didn't get my invite, because of y'all. I'm waiting for my invite. Hove. Ta-ta. Hove. I'll let me. Bruh. Bruh. It's people that title, <laughs> that work for title, that don't, that, that, that are not allowed <laughs> In the Rockefeller branch. Elliot, somebody, holla at me. No, I don't even think Elliot went to the went went to the Rockefeller branch. You know what? Now that I think about it, I don't and even remember him posting any pictures. Yeah, he hasn't posted anything, and he's been entitled for two years. Yeah, he just posted that. But hold on, we getting but off like, the subject. Yeah, yeah, we getting sidetracked, but yeah. It's a whole lot going on, like how people move and things that go, yeah, all of that sidetrack. So, but let's bring so, it up. I don't feel, I don't feel that any different. Truthfully, hold on, let's bring it back. So now, Jay Z steps in and gets twenty one out. Well, we're not gonna say Jay Z got him out. But Jay-Z paid for lawyers to help expedite his release. That sounds so much better. Um, 21 gets out, takes a jet to his mom, whatever, and he does interviews on Good Morning America. And he asked 21, like, 21, what do you think this is about? Because you've been free for a while. You know, you, you, your visa expired in 2004. It's 2019. So why, why do you think all of a sudden they're coming for you? Here's what 21 had to say. And then I was in the back of a car and I was going. They tell you you're under arrest? Or no, they didn't, they didn't say nothing. They just said we got savage. They said we got savage. Yeah. Sounds like this was potentially something they set out to do, that this would have been targeted and not just a random traffic stop. It was definitely targeted. What happened? So, that's that's the key thing to me. Now, we got savage. We got savage. Exactly, we got savage. We we that is real name, not whatever, whatever. Got offended. We got savage. So it sounds like to me, of course, he it was targeted. I think it sounds yeah. like that to everyone. And now they're talking about. Like, go, ahead, go ahead. From everything that's been discussed about it, it's like he actually he he has applied for citizenship. Yes. So at some point, he understood and acknowledged the fact, like, I this is how this country works. I'm not from here. For me to stay here, I have to go through these legal parameters. So he started to go through those parameters. 
Exactly. He oh, did. But because the nigga says the wrong shit out of his mouth in a fucking song, snatch his ass up quick. He got to go. He can, we got to get rid of this nigga. He's talking too much truth. He got to go. 21 did what he was supposed to do. He filed for the paperwork. The paperwork was on hold. It's exactly. not his fault. It was on hold for 15 years. And now... Like, he, he said it out of his own mouth. Like, I was, what? I think he said I was seven when I came over here. Right. I knew I was, I knew I was not born here, but I didn't know exactly what that meant. When he got into his 20s, and he started understanding certain things. He was like, yeah, I filed. Like, I filled out paperwork to make sure that I could stay here. And they snatched it up after that. Come on. Come on, now. We're come not on, stupid. People. We're not stupid, Uncut Nation. What yeah, I said, come on, people. If it looks like a duck. Come on. <laughs> and it quacks like a duck. You know what it is. Now the rumor is 21 might be deported because it's criminal background. Because apparently in 2010 or 2000, a few years ago, he caught a gun charge. So they asked 21, how does he feel about being deported? And here's what he had to say. You know what the fuck up shit is? Tell me a nigga from Atlanta that ain't got a gun charge. That's a fact. Like. Like, straight the fuck up. Tell me a nigga who lives in Atlanta that ain't got a gun charge. That's a fact. But here, I'm If gonna... nobody, if nobody, in Atlanta, I'm not saying this to, uh, <laughs> I hope y'all don't take this the wrong way. I just know y'all get busy. Facts. Let me, I'm gonna let 21, it's... hold on, I'm gonna let 21 talk about the yeah, game. Yeah, one sec. Certain point, 2006, your visa expired. I didn't know what a visa was. Like, we was, I was seven when I first came here. I knew I wasn't born here, but I didn't know, like, what that meant as far as when I transitioned into an adult, how it was going to affect my life. I wasn't hiding it, but it's like, I didn't want to get deported, so I'm not going to just come out and be like, hey, by the way, I wasn't born here to the world. His arrest by the Immigration and Customs Enforcement Agency came just days after the rapper released his music video, A Lot. How many problems you got? A lot. You have a line in there where you say, I went through some things, but I can imagine my kids stuck at the border. Right. Do you feel like you were targeted as a result of that? Basically being critical of the immigration system here? My lawyers think that. I don't, what do you think? I don't really know. I can't really say. I think it's... I will see why people would think that, but I really can't say. The Department of Homeland Security has been aware he's been living here on an expired visa for some time. Sold at a certain so they've been aware that that part right there, they and know. And they exactly. don't Exactly. And, and that's the shit that has tripped me out the whole time. It's like, this is not new to y'all. It's not new. Y'all know this nigga been here for X amount of years. Years! 365 days plus. Years. Y'all know he been here. But he ain't posed no threat. Exactly. That's the point. He ain't posed no threat. Exactly. 
So it it gives credence to the theory that, just like the reporter said, he started talking that, and I hate to say conscience rap because it's not really conscience. It's just, and I don't want to say woke rap, but he was talking more, less about guns and violence and more about buying shit and taking care of your family. So as soon as he changes his content, that's what we'll say. He gets pulled. It just, it looks flaky. It's, it's no other way to put it. It looks flaky. And conspiracy theory Wade here. <laughs> you can't, you can't sugarcoat that. His lawyer said that, and I understand he don't, he don't want to say it. But it's there. It's right there. There's no way to cover that. So we'll see what happens. Of course, we we want the homie to stay around. It's like he's the new generation Slick Rick. But um, I don't know, man. Something I learned a long time ago. When the government wants you, the government going to get you. Excuse me. So we'll see what happens, man. We'll see what happens. So let's move on. Like I said, a lot of stuff happened in the last month and a half or whatever. But I did want to talk about the Grammys because that was a big thing. Um, you know, normally on this podcast, we go over who we think going to win, who we think going to lose, all that good stuff. We didn't get to that this year. But there were some surprising winners. Um, and I did want to cover that for y'all. So check it out. I have the list right here. I'm pulling it up right now. This is normally Ari's job, right? Uh, so for album of the year, there were um, a couple of albums nominated. Cardi, Drake, Her, Post Malone, Janelle Monae, Kendrick for Black Panther. Um, Casey Musgraves won for Golden Hour, an album I never heard. Um, Childish Gambino, he won for Record of the Year with This Is America. Um, he also won for um, Song of the Year. And that goes to the songwriter of the song. He wrote the song. Um, let's see. Best, best traditional pop album we don't care about. Best dance album. Good. Contemporary album. Yeah. Okay. Best R&B album. Her one for her album. Her. Uh, best R&B performance was her again with Daniel Caesar for best part. Um, best R&B song was Ella Mae with Booed Up. Here's one that was, I, I don't think we saw this coming. Um, best urban contemporary album was The Carters with Everything Is Love. Now, looking at that, looking at the people again, they were against, uh, Chloe and Haley, Miguel, Michelle Niglacio. Um, I can see how they won that, but I don't... Gee, I think we're on the same page with this. And this is no disrespect to the Carter family. I don't think that was a Grammy-winning album. It was a good album. But I don't think... When I listened to Everything Is Love, it was like a, a one-time listen, maybe a two-time listen. I mean, it was a great 
lyrical content from Hov, but that's not a big surprise. It wasn't something I'm like, oh yeah, this album will win Grammys. But we don't often say that anyway. Eh. But the big the big story of the night was the for the winner for best rap album. And this is where all the shit started happening. Um, the, the nominees were Travis Scott for Astro World, Pusha T for Daytona, Nipsey Hussle for Victory Lap, Mac Miller for Swimming, and Cardi B for Invasion of Privacy. And as I'm sure you all know by now, Cardi won the award, marking the occasion of the first female to win, the first female solo artist to win the award for Best Rap Album. Now, Cardi won the award. She went to the stage with her husband, Offset. Looks like they're back together again. But what really threw everything off was the internet, as always. Uh, what started was BET. Uh, they leaked the story. And let me just pull this up here. I think we have it in the group chat here. I want to read the headline specifically. Uh, let's go through it. What was the headline, G? Do you have it immediately? I'm assuming not. Uh, the headline... was Nicki Minaj gets dragged by her lace front from and that was from BET.com meanwhile Nicki Minaj is being dragged by her lace front now y'all listen to this show long enough y'all know we're not team Nicki here you know we actually think all of us here me G Ari all of us are huge Cardi fans um I just think at what point do we stop the comparison? At what point is it whenever Cardi does something good, we have to shit on Nicki? Like, when does that stop? Like, I'm all for the friendly competition shit, but Nicki's minding her own business. What the fuck? <laughs> like, and BET to be, to be a news source and to be non-partial, that headline was just... It was reckless to me. Now, I know all, all the the Cardi fans are loving it because the, the the so-called beef between them two. But I'm just not with the, the random kicking somebody when they're down. Just, it was just for no reason. It was just no reason at all. Nikki had nothing to do with the shit. And all of a sudden, we're going to drag her by our lace front. It, just, it was just uncalled for. And I think if Nikki is smart enough, she'll use this as fuel. She'll use this whole thing she's tried to been doing for the last few few months, few years, this whole bad guy persona. She could flip this if she's smart enough, if her team is smart enough. Because I don't think it's all Nikki. Her team has to be smart enough to see what she's doing, see what the, the climate is, and say, hey, look what they're doing to you. Feed that to her. Feed her to her ego. Nikki responded, however, in in in, in good fashion, with um, Young Money pulling out the BET experience that was coming up, 
And word on the net is that the writer who, who wrote the story was released from her um, services at BET. So it was an ugly situation. I, I, I once again, I always think news sources have tried to do with uncut magazines, be part, be non-partial, you know, not show favoritism, unless I'm specifically telling y'all. I do it on the show. I tell y'all, hey, I'm a little biased. I tell y'all straight up. When I'm being biased, I would tell y'all, hey, I'm being biased. But I think that was a little uncalled for. And I'm, I'm glad Nikki didn't resort to name-calling she let all her barbs do it because <laughs> all the barbs started doing this shit. And but then it got it just got ugly with Cardi coming online saying she released a video about it. And I think we still have it if she hasn't deleted her from her Instagram. Because everybody was saying that Cardi didn't deserve the award. Um, she don't write her rhymes. You know, the usual shit we say about, people say about Cardi. And I think she just got fed up with the shit. I'm not mad at her for it, because I'm sick of hearing that shit, too. And I'm a huge proponent of people writing their own rhymes and, you know, rappers being rappers. But at this point, I don't think we look at Cardi like that. I don't think anybody looks at Cardi like, hey, she's the best rapper of all time. Just It's just Cardi. We're just happy for her to win. You know? We just say, hey, we're happy she won. We've seen her struggle. We've seen where she came from. I'm happy she winning. That's all. I'm sorry. Trying to find the article here. Yeah. I'm trying to find the post, but I can't pull it up right now. But Cardi released it. I think she deleted it from her Snap or her Instagram. And I'm not mad at that. Just get back. Because she, she did delete. I'm sorry. Y'all right. She did delete her entire Instagram. And then she came back with some new shit. But... As usual, the internet never forgets. So a quick search of Cardi's name, and here's the video. I know my style for people to put other people down to uplift somebody else. That's not my style, and that's not what I'm with, and I don't support that. However, I've been taking a lot of shit today. I'm seeing a lot of bullshit today, and I saw a lot of shit last night, and I'm sick of this shit. I worked hard for my motherfucking album. I remember last year when I didn't want for Bodak Yellow, everybody was like, Cardi got snubbed, Cardi would have got snubbed. Now this year's a fucking problem. My album went two-time platinum, my nigga. And every chart that it was, my album was always top ten. Number one album as well. I fucking worked my ass off, locked myself in the studio for three months, my nigga. Didn't want to sleep in my own bed, sometimes for four days straight. Pregnant. Some songs couldn't even get on the fucking album because my nose was so fucking stuffy for my pregnancy. Niggas couldn't sleep. Niggas couldn't do shit. While everybody was harassing me like, you're not going to do it. We know you're pregnant. Your career is over. That shit dwelling in my fucking mind while I'm... It's not my style. So, so, she was vexed as you can see. And think she had a right to be. I think she had a right to be. But I do think, like she said in the beginning, you don't have to put somebody down to put somebody up. We all love Cardi, and we all happy for Cardi. We celebrate Cardi, and every Cardi, every Cardi record that drops, we all celebrate and love the shit and play it to death and all that good shit. But we don't got to talk about Nicki every time Cardi does something good. What the fuck? Now, that shit rock. I don't know. That's just me. I'm not a hater, so I don't need to do shit like that. 
then let's move on. Um, the next thing that happened on the rundown here, Usher and is it Rich the Kid? I'm trying to pull this up here while I'm talking to y'all. It was reported that Usher and Rich the Kid were in a studio session in California. And somebody broke into the studio session to get at Rich the Kid. Now, if you don't know who Rich the Kid is, he's the guy that had the song Plug Walk. I'm sure everybody knows that song. It's a big hit. Um, so anyway, trying to get at Rich the Kid. And apparently Usher was in the studio working on the song. I'm actually reading this from uncutmagazine.net. Shameless plug. Uh, Richard Kidd and his entourage were attacked outside the studio. They were targeted Richard Kidd the entire time. Some Somebody says, witnesses says there were as many as 10 shots fired in Westlake recording studio. Uh, money and jewelry was allegedly stolen, but apparently Usher was actually inside the studio. So this happened outside the studio. Usher was inside the studio. See how the clickbait gets you? Um, but nobody can confirm or deny if Usher was involved at all. But he was on the scene. Um, isn't this like the second time something happened with Richard Kidd? Like he's living real dangerous out here in these streets. I'm concerned for his wealth, his, his health and well-being. But, um, I don't know a lot about Richard Kidd. Like, I, I couldn't point him out if you put him in the lineup. But just to, for that to happen, and like I said, I've heard his name before, and not for musically, for shit like this. So, I hope he, he's living right out here in these streets, because they will get you. And I hate to hear he's, a, he's the next one. You know what I mean? I hate to hear some rest in peace, Richard Kidd. I hate for that to happen. And I'm not speaking ill of the man. Just want better for us. But then, let's continue on with the rundown here. Uh, this week, oh, I love this. This week, T.I., my God, Tilt, T.I. Harris, whatever, released a song. Well, no, let's, let's backtrack that a little bit. On the internet, there was um, Gucci. Everybody knows Gucci. Gucci, 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 Gucci. Not Gucci, man, the rapper. Gucci, the clothing line. Gucci, um, clothing line designer, all the good stuff. Uh, they released a, a turtleneck. A black turtleneck with um, lips on it that you covered up. They called it a, a baklava. I think that's the word, the terminology they use for it. But it 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 looked a bit blackfishes. Is that the, is that the word we're gonna use? So because of the this baklava or whatever they tried to pull on. It was a boycott instituted against Gucci. 
where a lot of people got online, a lot of a lot of famous um, brothers and sisters, black people, said we're not going to wear Gucci anymore. Gucci doesn't respect us. It doesn't respect our dollars. So we're not going to wear Gucci anymore. Um, people like Tilt, people like 50 Cent, people like just a lot of people, a lot of prominent people in our community, if that's the word I can use. Decided we're going to boycott Gucci. We're not going to Gucci anymore. They're on their bullshit. And I'm perfectly fine with that. I don't wear a bunch of Gucci. I do have Gucci cologne. But, you know, I'm not going to rock Gucci. So, TMZ being TMZ was out about in L.A. and ran into Floyd Mayweather, the champ, Money Mayweather. And they saw him going into the Gucci store. And it was, well, actually, let me just play the clip for y'all. If I can pull it up here. A lot of these clips I have somehow get deleted, so it makes it real ugly when I want to play it for the show. I'm just pulling it up now. Bear with me here, y'all. Man, listen, I don't got nothing against nobody. Really? Um... My thing is this, I support everybody, I like everybody, and my thing is this, I like to live life and do and do what I like to do. I'm not no follower, I do what the fuck I want to do, right. uh, because everybody say, uh, wear this, or don't wear this, I'm going to wear what the fuck I want to wear. Ooh. I'm about to go in the Gucci. Were you disrespected at all by the whole blackface? I'm about to go in the Gucci. Now, I saw you drop that light 40 on, you know, at that uh, tournament the other day, so, at that game. Oh, yeah, but you see, we've been in there shopping today. Look at that. Oh, man. Oh, yeah, you're, you're not worried about the backlash at all. Look at all the Gucci bags. Oh, man, I'm living life, man. Right. I'm living life. Because, you, know, you know, people like T.I., Soldier Boy, they're done with Gucci. They said, all I got to say is this. I don't follow. Right. I do what I want to do when I want to and how I want to. I love it like everybody. Right, right. You said they're going to be upset with me? Right, they are. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love controversy. Yeah, I'm sure you heard you look black. So... As you hear Mayweather, he doesn't care about a controversy, doesn't care about people not liking it, doesn't care. Just doesn't care. So, Tilt, T.I., Clifford, if I can call him Clifford, shout out to Kang, um, decided to respond to that. And release, a, and I don't want to call it this song because Floyd can't rap. You know what I'm saying? So it's not really a diss song. But he did respond. And um, let me see if I can get a clip for y'all of this here. The song is called Fuck Nigga with a picture of Floyd on the cover um, wearing one of those baklavas. Obligation. You owe the general 
generation after you Since they gon' live in the world that you made Man, where your gratitude? You act like one no more poor people struggling after you Yeah, you were the last nigga you trash You would never got big as you is If the folk in the hood was supporting your ass See them same people that taking the stand Give you the chance, you showing your way I don't give a fuck how much money you have What did you do with it? How did you use it to make it and pack it And flourish the world for the better? You'd rather go by some different whatever But never should you ever think that it's gonna last forever It's so the song is basically tip reading if that's we can still say that reading Floyd just basically call him, call him a fuck nigga you know he wouldn't have got where he got if it wasn't for the hood essentially and that's a thousand percent true one thousand percent but this is this is I hate to say this, but this is why we as a people can't get nowhere. We can't stick together with nothing. <laughs> the simple, the simplest shit that that's so obviously wrong. People just are contrarians just to be contrarians. I'm not a follower. I'm a leader, so I'm not gonna do what y'all doing. I don't care if they're wrong or not. I'm just not gonna do it because I'm not a follower. Fuck all that. Wrong is wrong is wrong is wrong. Yeah. So all that shit we do. All that contrarian shit y'all do, that y'all just want to be followers, like y'all, y'all just want to be leaders, like y'all say y'all are, lead the right way. You know what I'm saying? Like, to me, and, and Floyd Mayweather does a lot of fuck shit. I'll be real honest with y'all. But I never, I never took, you know what I'm saying, too seriously. Because you can see a lot of shit he does for, for show. I'm just sick of this shit. Just this whole Mayweather shit. Like the 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 Ti track is alright. It's a it's a cool track. He read. You know what I'm saying. He went through or whatever. I'm just sick of the whole Mayweather shit. I mean, I mean he can't really diss him. You know what I mean? Because he he doesn't rap. I don't expect Mayweather to come back with a track. You know what I'm saying? But it was it was kind of like you remember when when Joe Button dissed Drake. It was kind of like that. It's kind of like yo sit down. Let me tell you something. That's kind of how I took it. It wasn't like, yo, fuck your bitch, you fat motherfucker. It was kind of like, oh, let me learn you something, little nigga. And Mayweather responded, of course, but we don't give a fuck. <laughs> so, it just, it just, we, we, we gotta do better, y'all. We just gotta do better. And I'm sick of saying we gotta do better, because I've been saying it a lot. Let's continue on with the rundown here. Rundown. Um, this week marked the 10th anniversary of Drake's I don't want to say his first release because it wasn't his first release. He had two products before that. But I guess the release that put him in the limelight. Um, the release that got everyone's attention, I guess. Uh, so far gone. Um, yeah, I'll agree with that. I think, you know what's crazy about it? Gee, I was thinking about this the other day. I think when So Far Gone came, so, so far gone came out, we was at the joint, the other joint. Right? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, Cause I remember, I, I think I had the um, the expedition with the TVs and all that. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's. I I can't think of like you know how sometimes in life when music happens, there's a memory attached to it. Like you listen to this song and you're like, oh, I remember this, and it takes you back to that place. Um, yeah. And I think a lot of a lot of social media this week did the same thing. They were like, yeah, when So Far Gone came out, I was here and here and here and here and here and here. And I don't really have that attachment to that. 
What What's your memory of, of So Far Gone when it came out? Um, at the time, I was at my first call center and I was dealing with a chick. Um, and it was it was one of those situations like all some much shit. We figured out what we gonna do and you know how we gonna approach the situation as far as like you know me and her dealing. And it was a couple of joints that ended up playing because. people so far gone is is the mark where hip-hop changed you know what i mean um like that era is kind of the era we're living in now because a lot of people that make music now for lack of a better term came up on so far gone like um, I think I think it started the change, um, and just just not. 
I mean, not for like me and you. So what changed? What changed in your career that it started? I think um the, for lack of a better term, that emo rap that Drake is famous for now, because there was people doing it before, but not like for a whole project. Right. Joe Button did that on his he did that on his first project. Right. And that's that's what really tripped me out when people be like they they reference him for the pump it up track. Nah. Joe did what got asked of me to do and asked of any actual MC in that era. It was like, yo, just put out a commercial track. Once they buy the single, like li- literally, this is what I was told, and I know other people were told this. Put out a commercial song. Once they buy the CD, they bought you. So whatever you say on the CD, you know, they, at that point, they can make up their mind about you and how they feel about your music. But just make a commercial song to put out that we can market. So ultimately, I feel like that's kind of what he did, but to go back to what he's talking about. I don't know, if you, if you think about music back then, like before, besides So Far Gone, um, what else was popping then? Um, T-Pain popped off before then. Who? T-Pain. Yeah, yeah okay, okay. T-Pain on... Everybody always looks at T-Pain as he introduced auto-tune. Well, if you actually listen to T-Pain outside of him being in the strip club and throwing money at bitches, he had a little pain in his music, too. Now, I'm actually Googling um, the charts back then and just looking at some of the songs... I mean, it was Blueprint Three had came out. It, it was like Wayne was on. Wayne was still popping at the time, mm-hmm. and I, I think that I think that's something that a lot of people forget. Um, it was the end of the boy band era, like Omarion was stepping away from B2K and all of that. Like it was. Like, a lot of things were dissolving at that particular time that we had become accustomed to. And it was a small window of we need something that's going to incorporate a lot of things at the same time. Because nobody, like, it was like ring, like the end of the ringtone era. Um, it was a lot of things, even a lot of things 
starting that people didn't even know, like, whether I'm really going to deal with this or not. So, when he, when, when Drake dropped that project, it was a combination of everything that was being lost and gained at the same time. Is the best way I can put it. As I look at the charts, the thing that jumps out to me is I forgot how how crazy Trey was back then. Cause Trey back in '09, he had like let's see, he had uh, I, I have been at sex. But Trey gave him the co-sign. Exactly, and that's what I was gonna say. I, I, yeah, I'm about to say I, I I think that's crazy that like a, a lot of people still don't acknowledge that Trey does. But a lot of people do do not acknowledge that Trey gave him the co-sign. Trey walked him into a lot of different offices to try to try to get Trey put on. Now, yeah, that's what like I was going to say. If you look at the charts, like I said, Trey had I invented sex. He had say ah yeah. I'm just looking at the shit now. And for him to go with somebody that. I'm not gonna say a virtual unknown because he did have a joint before that, but he did he he did what um, successful for Drake and replacement girl. That was a big deal. That was a good look for Drake. That was a huge look for Drake. Yes, exactly. I imagine at this point, um, shoot, I have read articles about Drake and. Them saying that he's the biggest artist that they had ever signed since Ray Charles. Uh, Drake, they didn't, they didn't want to let Trey rhyme on on his any of his songs. It's like, look, we signed him to be an R&B artist, which is why he broke off and did the whole 804 Boys and him rapping all of that on his side. I feel like during that time frame, this is just my my personal timeline, how I match things up. During that time if of him of Trey rebelling against his label for the, for for lack of a better phrase was when him and Drake really crossed paths and said like, yo, you dope. I feel you dope. I'ma do some shit with you. We're going to work it out on the side. And, you know, I'm on records with you. I think I heard the rumor. Yeah, I'm going to say Drake has said it. Trey has said it. Like, ultimately, Trey was not in a position to sign Drake, really. Because he was still trying to get his shit straight. But he saw something in Drake to the point that, like, yo, I'm gonna walk you in these offices. I'm gonna introduce you. In the, I'm gonna introduce you to people because you're talented. You're like, you need to be on. And I think for me, that was my first introduction to Drake. Was successful. And then I went, I went backwards, like. 
because I'm, I, I tell everybody, I'm slow with getting music. Like, I'll, I'll hear an artist come out, and I'm like, all right, whatever, let's see what you do. And then later on, I'm like, okay, let me go back. So I think successful hit, and I was like, okay, let me go back and get comeback season and all the other shit. But successful to me was my first real chance of, like, hearing him, like, oh, yeah, this kid is nice. Yeah, first time I heard Drake was Replacement Girl. That was the first song I ever heard Drake on. Um, come back season and all of that, I'm, I'm the same as you. Like, I had to dive back and, and find that. But first time I ever heard Drake was Replacement Girl. I remember seeing the ads for comeback season. I was like, who is this nigga in the coat? <laughs> like, because the cover looked so different than what we were used to. So I was like, who is this nigga in the coat? So I paid, <laughs> <laughs> I paid this shit like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> this nigga think he nice. <laughs> so I paid this shit. Oh, little... oh we, we just gonna get the light skin now here. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, what? nah, who is this nigga? The half fool, we got the Nas cut? Nah. <laughs> Yeah, Niggas don't need to see nothing else. None of us need to see nothing else. 
Yeah, 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 yeah. But, like, when you're rising and shining and you're strong, like, when you get up and you still cute as fuck, you still fat as fuck, like, regardless of how much makeup you had to wipe off your face or anything like that, but when you just, like, naturally bad, like, you beautiful as fuck, That's rare. I don't, I don't give a fuck about how deep your face is when we go out. I want to know what you look like in the morning when, after the fact. Major key. Like your eyes and shine? Yeah. I don't care about your Maybelline. <laughs> <laughs> I don't focus on your eyes and shine. When your eyes and shine is that? Man, Major key I'll make you breakfast in bed and then make you breakfast in bed. <laughs> Use a clown. <laughs> That's a bar. That's yeah. a bar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> That's a fabulous shit. The double on contra. Like, yeah, I'm going to cook you breakfast in bed, but then you're going to be breakfast in bed. In bed. If y'all not catching what I'm putting down, ladies, don't, don't, don't talk. Don't, don't say that to me. Don't jump in my DM. Don't call. Y'all don't do that anyway, I'm trying to think, like, with so far, I'm trying to think what else was I. Like, I, I don't have a, a distinctive memory. Like, I have, I remember that time period because I was doing a lot of. It was, really, it was really nothing that was going on at that time. Like I said, it was, it was a lot of things dissolving and a lot of things starting <clears throat> I remember the the car ride with um a female and yes I know the female's name yeah oh I have um, I have some female memories so I'm not yeah, gonna say like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like I know the female's name I'm just saying the female because I don't want to put her name out but it was a distinctive car ride um and I put that project on uh, when we were leaving work and out of her own mouth she was like oh I can fuck with this she was like oh this is nice I like this and she wasn't a in the streets female and she wasn't like a overachiever. She was like on the fence. She was like in the middle. Like if a, if a female says something to her out the way, she's gonna address it. But she would, you know, still address it in a professional way. Like she was on the fence about it. Like that that happy medium. But again, I say. It was a moment in time where a lot of music was dissolving and a lot of artists that were doing certain things were breaking up or not making music to a certain level. I think And it was a it was an open door. 
open door, open window, however you want to slice it. It was an open opportunity. And Drake stepped clean in that motherfucker. I think I have a memory with, um, I think my, my joint off that project was Houston, Atlanta, Vegas. I do have some memories of that song. I definitely. I love that whole album. The I, thing that's crazy to me, and everybody will probably crucify me in the comments for this, everybody always gives Drake, uh, thank me later as his best project. Nah. Fuck that. So far, God, to me, it's Drake's best project. Has been, always will be. I think he has not made one better. That's, now that's a good later. conversation. Take Me Later was the best, was the best project to argue against so far gone. And I, I really think that I feel that way because of how that project was executed. It was, it's technically supposed to be a mixed thing. It's about that. That's a great parallel because just like Kendrick, Drake had two projects before we really took notice of him. Kendrick had Section 80 and what, Overly Dedicated. Right. So, that yeah, that's a great, that's, that's very similar because... Let's, let, let's take it further. When J. Cole was signed, everybody thinks um, Cole's, Cole's first, first project but that came out on rock. That was not his first project. Friday Night Lights is technically J. Cole's first album. The label did not want to put it out because he didn't have a single. They wanted to market him a certain way. He knew he had fire. He dropped it. He had Friday Night he had Friday Night Lights ready to go. They didn't want to give it the green light. He put it fucking out anyway. As he should. Because of the response of Friday Night Lights. That green lighted 
his first album. That's why his first album has a lot of songs from Friday Night Lights on it. That's what people don't pay attention to. Like, if you listen to Cole's first album, A So far gone. And now So Far Gone is now available digitally now. You can get it on like Tidal and Spotify and iTunes and all that. I wouldn't be surprised if So Far Gone hits the charts now because you know streaming and all that shit now. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Let's let's finish with the rest of the rundown. We're running way over time here. But I wanted to talk about this because we've been quiet while this story has developed. Um, it started, I want to say it started around episode 100. And when the last, we've been going for a while. So we let the whole story play out. I'm kind of glad we did. Uh, and it's not over just yet, but it looks like it's over. 
the story I'm talking about is Jesse Smollett. Smollett? Yeah, him? Jamal from Empire? Yeah, I was about to say, pronounce his name however you want to. I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah, he's he, he Jamal from Empire. Um, <laughs> so, as most of you know, Uncut Nation, uh, the story goes that Jesse was in Chicago one night around 2 in the morning and he was attacked by some people who poured bleach on him and hung a noose on him. Um, and the internet, of course, social media took this and the details revealed that they said, um, aren't you that faggot from Empire? Their words, not mine. And they attacked him. And everyone was, was sending their well wishes to Jesse going on Instagram and social media. Oh, we pray for our brother Jesse. Hope he's okay. Um, talk to Jesse. Y'all, this world is full of hate. All this good stuff was going on, which was rightfully so, you know. Hope everything's good with Jesse, Jesse, Jesse. Then things started happening. Now, I'm, I'm trying to be impartial here, so I'm just going to tell y'all what happened. I'll let y'all form your own conclusion. The first thing was Jesse um, refused to cooperate with the police. The police wanted his cell phone, and he didn't want to give it to him. That's the first thing. First red flag. Then this happened at 2 in the morning. Um, on the, on a busy street in Chicago, one of the biggest cities in the world, there was no footage. Apparently, apparently there was no footage. Apparently. And he was supposed to be going to what? Subway, right? Right. He was supposed to be going to Subway at 2 in the morning. We're going to let that slide, but he was supposed to be going to Subway at 2 in the morning. Then, what else happened? Okay. He refused to cooperate with the police at all. Like, he didn't want to turn his cell phone in because apparently he was texting someone. Um, he didn't want to describe the people, anything like that. He just didn't want to cooperate. It's kind of like he kind of said, hey, I just want to push it under the rug and move on. Uh, then the police, being police, started investigating things. And it came out this week. Well, one of the stories I heard, and this is a story I heard. This is a purely rumor and speculation, but this is a story that I heard. I heard that he was hooking up with someone and how got go got caught out there. So he was ashamed to give up his phone because he had some, some things in there. And I, I was like, that makes sense to me. You know what I'm saying? That makes sense. I know if I'm out there doing, doing stuff, nothing like that, but stuff, you don't want to, you know, give up that stuff to the police. I get it. I get it. It makes sense. That makes perfect sense. You know what I mean? That makes perfect sense. But it still sounds flaky. And G, you said you you heard something? Yeah, it's 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 quite a few things that ultimately didn't add up with with that whole situation. Um I'm not from Chicago, never been to Chicago, but people that I know that live in Chicago, have lived in Chicago, been to Chicago, a lot of things just didn't add up. 
about that particular situation as far as how the the picture got painted, but a lot of a lot of things just seem sketchy about it from the get go. Right. And you know, I didn't I didn't say anything me personally. Um, because there's real hate crimes that happen. There's real situations that unfortunately have been coming to fruition that's been showing themselves like people have genuinely been showing who they are. So it wasn't... It, it was a situation where it's like, I don't want to dismiss something that could have possibly happened, but at the same token, shit just didn't make sense. Exactly. Like, from just the outside looking in, and we're all on the outside here, when you hear the facts or when you hear what was given to us about the sto- story, it didn't add up. And like G said, hate crimes happen every day and we all live in America and we all know shit happens. It was a very believable situation. But there were too many holes and when you ask one question, it spawned another question. So it was recently released... And y'all, I'm sure y'all know what I'm about to get to here. It was released that the Chicago Police Department has come to determine, in their opinion here, that first it was two brothers. And when I say brothers, I mean brothers in both sense of the word. They were related and they were black that attacked Jesse. When Jesse had originally said it was two white people. And they were screaming, this is MAGA country, you know, make America great, the whole Trump shit. That's what made it a race crime, a whole hate crime. But apparently the police found two brothers, two Nigerian brothers, who who say that Jesse paid them to do that. Let me say that again, because maybe y'all not understanding me. Apparently, Jesse paid these two brothers, Jamal. I'm going to call him Jamal from here on out. Jamal. Matt, <laughs> just, so, just so everybody know who the fuck we talking about. Exactly, exactly. So, apparently, Jamal paid these two Nigerian brothers to attack him and pull bleach on him and hang a noose on his neck so he can then gain sympathy because the rumor is he was about to be kicked off the show. So now you can't kick him off the show because he's a sympathetic figure. He appeals to two demographics. He appeals to the the black demographic by hanging a noose on his neck. That's racist against black people, right? Then he appeals to the homosexual demographic by them calling him a faggot, right? I'm not saying it. That's what they're saying. So you can't get rid of Jamal now. Nope. But... The Nigerian brothers are saying that, hey, Jamal paid us to do this. We had nothing to do with it. Jamal paid us. So now the internet is looking retarded. Because 
The internet was on his side and screaming all this, we love Jesse, we love all this good stuff. And now it's like, hmm, you played us. You played us. <laughs> now, some people are still saying that, hey, just because the Chicago police say it, don't mean it's true. This is the same Chicago Police Department that's known for being crooked. Um, matter of fact, I'm pulling the tweet up now on Ava du Duverney, if I'm saying that right. Forgive me if I'm mispronouncing her name. Um, she was the director in a bunch of great black films. Not just black films. Let me set, stop that. Great films. But apparently Ava, um, I'm pulling up here, had made a, a long statement about it. Let's see. She says, and I quote, Despite the inconsistencies, I can't blindly believe Chicago PD. The department that covered up shooting for Laquan McDonald over a dozen times, that operated an off-site torture facility, that one, I'll wait. Whatever the outcome, this won't stop me from believing others. It can't. So that brings up a question. And, and G, I pose this to you. With what we know now, with the police department saying that, hey, Jamal paid these people to do this. Do we believe them? I feel like we're still at the same point that we've been in with, in certain aspects with law enforcement. By that, I mean... We, we cry for help or we seek help and no help comes. However, we can cry wolf and it's a whole response. But because of crying wolf, when some genuine happens we don't get that response anymore when it's detrimentally needed so it's it's like okay the little boy who cried wolf or chicken little uh, whichever story you want to pick both same same shit same shit yeah it's the same shit so ultimately when we take a moment out of everything that we're faced with to actually trust and give an opportunity for help to come. Because of situations like this, everybody's skeptical. Right, right. You don't want to be insensitive to the situation because of what's been going on. But you can't immediately react because it might be a ploy. It does. It kind of causes, causes everybody to stand still. Right. Until, you know, everything unfolds. It puts of course, us... By the time, if it's a true situation, by the time everything unfolds, somebody probably did. Yeah, that's true too. But 
nobody, it, it's gotten to a point that people don't want to put themselves out there because of the repercussions of how it might be perceived on social media or how it's going to be painted in, in the public's eyes. That, oh, how could you allow yourself to be fooled that way or how could somebody go to these extremes to take this narrative that's not true because they want sympathy from, you know, people who have bleeding hearts to a certain degree. It's a precarious... It's a precarious situation because, as you said, people are really going through this shit. So now, every time it happens, we all side-eyed now. And we're scared yeah, to give an opinion. Exactly. Yeah, we're scared to give an opinion because you don't... If you say something about... Because, like I said, it's a, it's a double-edged sword. If you say something about it, you're like, oh, you're homophobic. Or you're racist. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, you kind of got to wait till it all folds out. And by then, it could be too late. Exactly. And... I get that everybody has their their narrative, their freedom of speech, so on and so forth. And let me just clear this up. Everything that I'm about to say has nothing to do with anything words with Wade, you know, any subject that we've talked about. This is just my personal opinion. Wade has no idea why I'm about to go with this. <laughs> I never do. <laughs> um, as a society, we've gotten to to a point that everybody's so afraid to say what they feel is their truth. I'm gonna say that again: what they feel is their truth, because. It's going to offend somebody. And whatever legal ramifications, because legal shit has stepped into play, nobody wants to speak anymore. The fucked up part is, if I don't like you, I'm going to tell you I don't like you. The thing that has now happened, if I now say I don't like you, there is a way for you to sue me about that. Mm-hmm. For, de- for defamation of character. So I no longer have the right to say, I don't like you. Because they're, depending on how you spin it, you can now sue me and say, or, or we can go to court whether you win or whether you lose. But you can now say, oh, you're, you're defaming my character. No, I'm not defaming your character. I just know that I don't fucking like you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't fucking like you. Like, the, I, I don't like everybody. I don't. I don't. But now in this sensitive fucking society that we live in, I'm 
whether I like you or not, I'm forced to not say. I'm forced to a point where if I don't like you, I can't not like you. You can't say it no more. It's not even. It's not even so much that I can't say it. I can't give any inkling. I can't. I can't treat you in a certain way that I don't like you. I can't, you know, my, my, I can't be standoffish. I can't not acknowledge you. I can't ignore you. If you say something to me and I, I don't say something back, oh, now you feel uncomfortable. So now we, we in HR. <laughs> like, get the fuck out of here. So I, so because you're uncomfortable, I have to be uncomfortable? Mm-hmm. I have to be uncomfortable every single day of my life to make you comfortable. And again, like, I know y'all gonna crucify me in the comments for that. And I, I know that's way left field off on the tangent from what we were just talking about. But to tie it back into what we were talking about, that may, that makes it harder to believe people when something genuine occurs as far as a hate crime. That makes it that much more difficult to acknowledge, much more difficult to believe, much more for everybody to have to take a moment to be like, I well, I need to see all the facts. And as me and Wade already said, at that point, somebody probably did. So we will watch the story. I just got to update. Saying he Jesse Jamal has left Chicago to avoid arrest, so I'm sure we're gonna talk more about it. (laughs) 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 Jamal's on the run eating. Um, I'm sure we're gonna talk more about this. How you you gonna ignore me? This you can't ignore me. This situation. (laughs) No, he. I'm sure we're gonna talk more. Uncut nation for for the young people who don't know what the fuck we talking. You gotta, you gotta go back to when Capone got locked up and hip hop was actually hip hop. You gotta go back to the nineties to understand that word. Here's what I don't understand: How you gonna go on a run from Chicago? It's not like you going to another country. It's Chicago. Yeah, <laughs> like, where you going? <laughs> All right. Like, where you going? So, uh, I, I'm sorry, I haven't seen Empire for a while. So is Empire canceled? <laughs> They There's no other thing this Empire ever getting shot in the <laughs> minute. <laughs> they gonna show up to the show. It's gotta be present somewhere. <laughs> he gonna pop he up. They gonna show up. Show up. Yeah. Okay, so let's get ready to wrap this up because we've gone on forever. Um, G, you want to go? What's streaming this week? We'll cover everything next week. Uh, shit, we got a lot. We got a lot. Um, just, just to keep it current, um, 
Drake's So Far Gone remastered joint with the two new songs. Uh, ADE, Always Something. Uh, Papoose, Underrated. Casanova and 30 Rock. Free at Last. Uh, Slim Thug, Sugar Daddy Slim. ASAP, uh, ASAP Ant. Uh, Adi Patinto. Uh, August Alpina, Forever in a Day, uh, Audio Push, and My Guy Mars, Audio Mars. Alicia uh, Keys dropped some. If I Ain't Got You, EP. Uh, Julian Marley, As I Am. Dax dropped this project. Uh, it's different now. And I guess I have to touch on that at a, a different opportunity, but fuck. Well, I ain't gonna say fuck Tory Lanez, but the shit that he did was some real sucker shit. Uh, Wiz Khalifa and Currency, 2009. Uh, De Niro, De Niro Fuller, uh, Rhea, Young Baby Tate, Girls. Like, the list goes on and on. But, it's a good it's a good amount of things streaming. Of course, I got to mention my nigga Boogie. And I'm not talking about a Boogie with the hoodie. I'm talking about the nigga from the West Coast. Everything's for sale. His project. I've been streaming that for probably about two weeks. So anytime I refer to him, I'm going to just start calling him West Side Boogie. There you go. I'm going to just start calling him West Side Boogie. But I've been waiting for that nigga to get down get to a position where where he 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 get mentioned with a lot of shit. Like, that's my nigga. Like, he he gets busy with the mic. With the writing. With the with the with the with the with the singing. With the concepts as far as music. That nigga musically, yeah. I'm mark my words on the Words of Way podcast February 17, 2009, excuse me, 2019, at 6.03 p.m. Okay. Boogie from the West Side. If y'all don't start mentioning him with J. Cole, with Kendrick, with Drake, with with that generation of the heavy hitters, the, the, the people who most inspire, if y'all don't put him in that cat. Do not, do not put him in the category of the mumble rappers and the niggas falling off and the niggas trying to hang on. Do not put him in that category. Y'all are going to be wrong. It's going to be remiss. Put him in the Cole category, the Drake category, the Kendrick category. Please, that nigga gets busy and has been getting busy it's that time. All right, so normally this is where we kick it to Ari for her song of the week, but she didn't send it to me. So that's it. <laughs> that's episode 101. Uh, shout out to everybody shouting us out. Follow us on the gram, on Snapchat, on every fucking thing. Um, and we'll try to do this again next week, man. We're back in full effect. I don't see any, any other fall offs, any other reasons why we won't. Give you all this content y'all been inboxing me and DMing me and texting me for. We're back.
So stop acting funny. Um, anything you want to say before we get out of here, G? I feel like at this particular song, this is when you're, excuse me, at this particular moment is when you got to cue the AZ sample <laughs> slash uh, Mace joint. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. I know, you gotta right? You got to cue that joint right after this. I might have to edit that. Yes. <laughs> but um, yes. Yes. I don't want to. I want to be able to say that for a long time. Jay Z made that shit sound cool as fuck when he always fucking just played. But that's what's up, y'all. Make sure you check this out. Stream it. Share it. Um, tag everybody. Follow us on the gram. Um, leave your comments on the gram or. On the on the page, don't text me, damn it. Because um, <laughs> they straight text me and inbox me and tell me shit. I'm like, yo, just put that comment on there, be it makes us look better. Yeah, it's about to be uncut. I this this coming from me. This ain't even coming from Wade. I I want y'all to understand. We put blood, sweat, and tears into this shit. Like, truly, he does. So, when, when it's a break, like an extended break, like what just happened, it'd be a lot of things moving behind the scenes. And, you know, we're never going to give y'all the 100% of why things happen the way that they happen. Well, at least he is not. Yeah, I'm not. At some point, fuck it, I don't care. I'm like, Man, let's get out of here. I'm not, I, wait, wait, I'm telling you this, on air. <laughs> so we can't document it. But, It'd be, it'd be so much going on and y'all have no idea. So when it's a when it's an extreme break like what just happened, it'd be so many moving pieces. So many moving pieces. And to land where we landed it's gonna get better from here. It's definitely that's, gonna get better. That's, that's the best way that I can I can tell y'all Uncut Nation without throwing people under the bus or putting it a certain way. It's, it's gonna get better from here. I know it is. It's definitely gonna get better. We got things coming up. It's gonna look good. It's gonna it's gonna be what it's supposed to be. But for G, for Ari, for our new home, um, as we always say. Um, no, as always. As always. You may agree with what we say. Uh-huh. You may not agree with what we say. Okay. But one thing you can agree with. What's that? We keep it uncut. Uncut. Until next time, we'll catch you on the internet. Cheer. Cheer. <laughs>